I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the traditional massive crescendo to the world's biggest football tournament. Who's going to finish third? Welcome to the Football Ramble, sponsored by Betfair. It's Friday, the 16th of December. I'm Jules Free. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. It is the World Cup's most storied game and it is upon us, mm. gentlemen. The third versus fourth playoff. Do we have big plans, Jim Campbell? Oh, absolutely. Especially if, as we've already seen a thrilling nil-nil between the two teams <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, This is what it's all about. Croatia versus Morocco. Because going into this, I was thinking it can't get more boring that game. Then, yeah. then, then you add into the mix the spice, the seasoning <laughs> that um, they've already played each other, and it was crap. Really bad. So, um, let's see what it's like when they care less. <laughs> <laughs> Does it also make it worse that it's at three o'clock tomorrow? Yeah. I don't know why that makes it why, worse. Why? Yeah. Why would you schedule a game at three o'clock on a Saturday, Jules? No. Never happens, does it? Is, is there going to be a blackout? Does that mean we won't be able to <laughs> watch, it? watch it? If you, if you care enough about, you care about it, get yourself over to Doha. <laughs> Not watching it on telly. Do you reckon that um, the Qatari officials will allow all those flights to to Doha now? Because they didn't allow them for Mad. the semi-final. I imagine they're still you know circling. What? Come yeah. along for the third versus fourth playoff. You know what? Let's see how much you really like football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Come you want the World now. Cup? Make the effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? All joking aside, obviously this game for Morocco. Is, is massive because yeah, they'd never course. reached the they'd never reached the semi-finals before an African nation had never reached the semi-finals. It was semifinals, massive for England so. four years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it is huge for them. Um so although we are taking the Mickey a little bit because this is this is the this is the one game in the whole World Cup, isn't it, that you just go probably won't bother with that one. Yeah. But for Morocco, this is massive and it will still be so exciting for them to have their highest ever finish. Yeah, I mean, I get the impression from the, from the comments the coach has made that it there is still this sense of like, uh, you know, it's the game that nobody wants to be a part of but he you know he's still trying to G them up a little bit and no one talks about a team finishing third at the World Cup do they but I think in this circumstance where it's a, a whole continent's representation has never been this far before it you know there's a, it gives it a little bit more a you little always, bit um, more you always know your standards as a presenter when you get asked to cover the third versus fourth playoff <laughs> which is yeah. what I had to do at the last World Cup I, I mean to be fair I enjoyed it I've never been asked to cover any World Cup game <laughs> no, exactly. you're, still, you're still the queen of the castle in this studio yes because uh, you and I haven't been asked I, I would I would chuck something into the ring and say that so Morocco and Croatia, because they've already played each other and all the stuff we talked about may not be that interesting. And 2018 third place playoff was 
boring as well. Belgium were much better than England. They were a better team than yeah. England at the time. They almost scored an amazing goal in that game, but Pickford saved it. An amazing passing move from front to back. Um, Eric Dyer had one cleared off the line, but apart from that, it was pretty much it. Hazard scored, Mounier scored the first one. But in 2010, when you have two teams of absolute shit houses, <laughs> Uruguay versus Germany, mm. it was a brilliant game. It was 3-2 to Germany. And um, it was almost like Germany start. From what I remember, Germany started the game and saw about 15 minutes in that Uruguay actually really wanted to win it. It's like, well, fuck you. (laughs) That's not happening. We've got Thomas Muller in our team. You're not fucking having that. So they won 3-2 and Cavani and Diego Forlan scored, I remember. Great um, great games. But you never know. It might just be a shackles off thing. Well, yeah, there is always a chance of that, isn't there? Because they're just playing for fun on a huge, huge stage. Uh, And they're all players of of immense quality. Also, it's a good opportunity for players to get a goal at a World Cup. They all count, right? So Perisic is looking to... To, is, it to, is it to equal the record or overtake the record of, of goal scored at World Cups, I think, for Croatia? Yeah, absolutely, because I think he's currently equal with Davos Suker. So mm. if he scores, he the will Arsenal go ahead legend. Him. So, so if anything, if, it's, if there's anything that kind of can promote the real individualism of football and, and so players can really just really <laughs> think about themselves for a bit more, <laughs> uh, I'm all for that, actually. Yeah. Do you know what? I wonder as well, in terms of the excitement of the game, as you've both pointed out that when they played each other earlier in the tournament, it was goalless and, and not very exciting. I remember nothing about that game. <laughs> so maybe we do need a rerun. Maybe. I feel like I've been men in black, it? memory erased. All together yeah, yeah. tonight. <laughs> Do you reckon after this? At the, <laughs> absolutely not. Maybe Croatia and Morocco could lobby to Infantino, who's got some amazing ideas of his own, which we'll probably yeah, come on to later yeah, in the yeah. show, just to say, can we just count that nil-nil as the third place? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a quick penalty shootout and that'll be that. Well, yeah. obviously we saw against France in the semi-final that Morocco, you know, they gave it such a good go, particularly in the second half. They're going to want to win this, as we pointed out already. Definitely, so definitely. if they get an early goal in this game, could we perhaps see a very exciting Croatia? We we might do, yeah, because I mean, Croatia, again, the fact that they keep achieving what they keep achieving in tournaments is astonishing, isn't it? So they are, as, as their coach said recently, they're built differently. They are so competitive. They are so committed that I don't think they're going to sort of view this as a sort of stroll around in the sunshine. They're, they're going to they're going to want to compete as well. So, I mean, maybe it will be nil-nil again, but I, I, don't, I don't think there's any sort of question of the, the professionalism of, of either of these teams. Oh, I'll definitely watch it. I love football, so I'm definitely going to watch it. It's just that sometimes... You, it it's could... at three o'clock, you can't watch it. I can watch it. <laughs> you're, you're able to watch this. Um, and I always, I mean, I'm, I'm just missing um, BT Sports score, obviously, as well. So I'm missing it. Too yeah, fair. but yeah. Um, I, um, I would say that it's not an ideal game to be going into watch, but that might be that it lowers your expectation and lifts it again. You go, God, oh, buddy, I didn't. You know, when you used to go on a night out when you were young, right? You probably still do, Jules, because you still think you're young. Oh, I was um, going to say, you were actually going to be nice about my age for once. <laughs> and you, and you're thinking, I'm just going to have a local quiet one tonight. And it ends up being an amazing night out. It could be just like that. The ones you don't expect to be good tend to be the good ones. Yeah. We have to remember, there's only two games left of this World Cup. Yeah, so let's exactly. just bloody enjoy them, and, and, shall we? And can I just go off on a slight tangent, as is my as one, you always um, do. based on Jim's point about Croatia. What I really thought about that when I, I was looking at the, um, I was really looking at the Croatia-Argentina game, um, not just because I was right about it, but that was part of it. <laughs> and I saw that, um, something I forgot to mention, I wasn't on the show at the time, I forgot to mention it, is that Luka Modric was subbed off with the game already gone with 10 minutes to go. Mm. And it was a very kind of understated substitution for one of the world's best players of the last 20 years or whatever. Ballon d'Or winner. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, he's the same age as Cristiano Ronaldo, exactly yeah. the same age. Exactly the same stage of his career, effectively. Now, he's not been as impactful a player as Cristiano Ronaldo, but he has got a, a good profile. He's won the Ballon d'Or, he's won Champions League, all the rest of it. Oh, he's a huge, huge name. And he just came off. Cheers. 
Yeah. Shook hands with his mate who came on. Nothing was said. No one. I just thought to myself, Do you know what? It doesn't have to be like it is with Ronaldo. No, of course not. And 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 Modric deserves a huge amount of credit for no fuss. Plays really well. Loves football. Loves. It makes it his priority. Loves playing for the team. The way he plays is about the team. Now I know yeah. that's because it's it partly is a different player to Ronaldo. But I just thought it was an interesting template of what Ronaldo perhaps could be like if he wanted to and be. The, we shouldn't lose sight of that. The key phrase you keep using there is the team as well. There's yeah. no sense with Ronaldo that he wanted to console his teammates or even be anywhere near them. It was just and just get away from them as soon exactly. as possible. Just get get back into his own head and his own priorities. It was and it was sad, really. And from a Modric, and from a Modric's point of view, Jim as well. It's like Modric would if 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 you were ever going to be within your rights to be pissed off, it would have been then. Modric could have said, "Hang on a minute, this is the last competitive game I'm going to play for in my country, and I've had X amount of caps, yeah. and I want to be treated with respect to the point where I want to be on the pitch at the end of the game." Thanks very much. There is talk that he'll stick around for well, the nation. Maybe League. he will, maybe yeah. he won't. But yeah. the point being that it could well have been yeah. be his and last World Cup game for sure. Exactly, and he, but he didn't make a fuss about it. And I thought, you know what? There are we get caught up with Ronaldo and all the rest of it. But there are some good ones out there. Yeah. I thought it's mm. worth it's worth pointing out. Well, Ronaldo, another thing he does is he stops us giving shit to all kinds of little dickheads because <laughs> yeah. he creates like so much drama. Exactly, like, yeah. He's just taking so bullets for all of them. Part of the reason that Earth that life can exist on Earth is partly because Jupiter is such a big presence in the solar system. It's a bouncer. It takes all the asteroids. You're not coming in. Yeah, it takes all the asteroids away, Jules. Ronaldo is the Jupiter of football. Thanks he's, for that. There's other kind good of analogy. minimal dickheads around that never get any press. Jim's right. Yeah, in this, Jupiter's moons. <laughs> in this third before the playoff, the, the difference in prize money is $2 million, just in case you wanted to know. What, what does in, the winner get? Bring in some facts at uh, 27 million dollars yeah. as opposed Oof. to 25 million if you yeah. finish fourth yeah makes a difference doesn't you get it? for a ramble show <laughs> i wish um <laughs> you were talking about um some of the different approaches we've seen in these games um i think a, a more wholesome approach that we've seen was turkey three south korea two in 2002 south korea fans unveiled a large turkish flag with we are friends written on it during Aww. the game uh, they even cheered the turkish players names when they were read out as well yeah. It's lovely, that. And then they conceded after about 10 <laughs> seconds. Because <Yeah. laughs> they were not concentrating. <laughs> because Very the, accommodating yeah, yeah, hosts. The South Korean the South Korean players probably just thought, well, is this some kind of this some kind of day out? Is it? Well, what's happening <laughs> yeah. there? Oh, they've scored. He, and, the, and I don't know if you remember the goal, because why would you? Uh, because it was a third place playoff game 20 years ago. But Hakan Suker scored it, and his strike partner, whose name I can't remember, and he's not very well known. He absolutely robbed the South Korean defender who was just completely dawdling around, probably looking at one of the banners. And literally within 10 <laughs> seconds, our Turkey had scored. Amazing. 10 seconds. The fastest and, ever goal in the tournament, that was. Yeah, I, I can believe it. And, and I would also mention 2014 because 2014 third place playoff was actually quite difficult to watch because it came mm. straight after Brazil and had that astonishing result at home against Germany, 7-1. Mm. 7-1, yeah. And they got beaten very, very easily by the Netherlands, but it was actually a bit like that Simpsons meme, stop it, he's already... Yeah, oh, it was very yeah. much like that, wasn't it? It yeah. just felt like the same thing was happening again. They froze in exactly the same way. The Dutch were so, so comfortable in a game that obviously means nothing to them because they've yeah. been beaten finalists on a number of occasions. Um, so it, yeah, it was it was painful to watch, and uh, people forget that addendum. Ten goals in two games mm. at That's home, not going well for horrible. Them. Yeah, no, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Then who's winning it? Um, I w- I think uh, part of me thinks every time Morocco play, oh, they won't be able to lift themselves again after that, but they do. Yeah, and I don't know how much Croatia will care. So I I think there's a chance it could be. A Morocco victory in some form. I think there's a chance that could be the case. I think Croatia are wily enough that they uh, they will see it over the line. So I think it's going to be Croatia. I mean, it, it, More interesting that I way. I hope we say different win. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, same. But I think Croatia, for me, are a very boring team to watch and quite one-dimensional. 
and Morocco, if they go after it the way that they've gone after it against Portugal and Spain, for example, they weren't able to do that against France because of the circumstances, it could be a very dull game because mm. it could be a real proper after the Lord Mayor show affair. <laughs> yeah. And on uh, that note... But we hope not. On that note, we've been asking you guys, um, what could what could be done differently to this third v fourth playoff game in the World Cup to make it more exciting? And um, as always, Ramble listeners, you have delivered <laughs> with some brilliant suggestions. Um, let's start with Carl Jackson, who says, uh, instead, it should be Florentino Perez versus Gianni Infantino pillow fight. Winner determines whether the Super League goes ahead or not. <laughs> horrible, horrible fever dream, that yeah. is. Disgusting. I mean, horrible, that Flor- Florentino Perez is like 75 years old. You know that. <laughs> yeah. But he's so, one of those, you know, old football executives, isn't he? That's like being 50. He's like Grandpa years. Simpson, Jim. <laughs> he's not going to hit anyone with a pillow. It's not going to happen. And, and Infantino would, I mean, they would both play pretty dirty. I'm assuming um, the pillows are stuffed full of money as well, right? Uh, yeah. And we can't miss the point here. And I'm not saying Carl. You do some damage with a pillow. It's true. Especially if you hit someone in the eye with it. Mm. Corner, uh, the corner bit. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying Carl's missed the point here because maybe he just hasn't included it in his tweet, but yeah, we have to understand that the European Super League in some form is going to happen. It's just how they get it through the door and how they name it and how they dust mm. it in. So don't lose, take, lose, uh, lose mm-hmm. sight of it. Don't take your eye off the ball with that. Guy Parsons has suggested a referee's 11 versus a VAR guy's 11. The only thing oh, more the boring people. than the actual third place yeah, playoff. I was going to say, they're, they they're the same, they're people, the same yeah. people, just dressed, <laughs> some are dressed in the gear and some aren't. Yeah, right? that's, that's the only thing more boring than the actual <laughs> actually going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Guy, we're not having that one. Um, Tom Sperrink says, wooden spoon avoidance, teams that finished bottom of every group to play off to not be the shittest team at the World Cup. So it's an eight-way knockout. The losers go through and the team that loses the final this. is not allowed at the Hang next World Cup. I think this is genius. Is this... No, this is Infantino writing in. This is like, why can't maybe there should be more football? Maybe yeah. always football. So the teams who it, it, I quite like it. I love it too. And um, under um, Tom's uh, idea, the teams that would be in that would be Qatar, Germany, uh, Wales. No, not Germany. Oh, Germany didn't finish bottom in the end. Saudi Arabia, Denmark. Denmark could fancy it. Costa Rica finished just below Germany, so that's why Germany that's it, in there. Yeah. Uh, Canada, uh, Serbia, and uh, Ghana. I think it would be okay. I think yeah. it'd be all right. And there is, there is a, I don't know if you ever look at the, um, the Wikipedia page of the World Cups, each individual World Cup, but they do do like a ranking of where the teams finish. There's already like a kind of idea of what team was the worst and what team was the best. This would be a way of definitively doing you, it. I you guess. could also do it in one day. So like the games aren't 90 minutes. They could be, I don't know, half an hour instead. Yeah. 15 minute halves. And also towards the end of the domestic season, the relegation battle is often more interesting than what's <laughs> happening at the top. So True. maybe we should celebrate shitness. <laughs> I, think, I think that's fine, isn't it? I mean, it gives, gives teams who haven't um, had much joy a bit another run up at it. It would be better than the third place playoff. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a difficult sell, isn't it? When teams are, you, by the way, you can't go home because at <laughs> yeah. the end, we're going to do <laughs> another one just to weeks. see exactly how shit yeah. you are. So <laughs> do you mind just hanging around for a yeah, bit? Yeah, we need to determine who is the best loser. Yeah, I know you miss your family. But it's really important to know how, how shit you are. We got to the semis. Why do we have to do that? Well, we, you just do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Juan Cominguez says, still play the match, but the teams are made up of people from Twitter that claimed they could do a better job than XYZ. There's three of us in this room. We could, like, yeah. I quite like the idea of that, though. Like yeah. a sort of unmarked FIFA van just We'd... bundles people into it one day. Like, You're coming to the stadium. Yeah. Oh, that's not so bad. I thought it could be worse. <laughs> you know, if you get kidnapped by FIFA, right, and that's the outcome, that's quite yeah. good. I um, I also, do you remember this This idea from um, from Juan reminds me of, remember Chris Waddle just lost it once and, just, and, and he was really fuming about journalists no, having a pop So I think it was around the 1990 World Cup 
and the journalists were it was like the dark old days all these all these guys who are still working now who claim to be this that and the other about Sir Bobby Robson were just embarrassing themselves about him at the time mm-hmm. when he was actually in the job and around 1990 at one point I can't remember exactly when it might have been just after Chris Waddle lost the plot and um and he was saying that he wasn't happy with journalists assessing his performance as a football player. Right. And then he just ranted about how we sometimes do these games. We do the players versus journalist games. And it's embarrassing seeing them. They're like grown men. They can't even kick the ball. So why are they saying this about us? And uh, so it kind of reminds me a bit about that. So, I mean, Chris Waddle's obviously got some very strong opinions on that already. Brilliant. Love that. Um, actually, didn't Sam Matterface in commentary um, mention Chris Waddle? Uh, he did, yeah, really harshly on Kane it, it wasn't and Waddle. What did he nice, say? Was it? He said, um, so when Kane missed the penalty, he said uh, England needed Gary Lineker, but instead they got Chris Waddle. That's harsh. Yeah, That is harsh. It's harsh on anybody who missed a penalty for England. And if you look at Chris Waddle's penalty in the 1990 World Cup shootout semi-final against West Germany, it only it, it's not as far over the bar as Kane was. Mm. And people talked about how bad a penalty that was. It wasn't that bad. Mm. Stuart Pearce's was worse. It, it was. It was tame right at the keeper. And Stuart Pearce at the time was known for smashing them in. Yeah. So if we're going to dish them out, <laughs> at least start on Stuart Pearce. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He wouldn't do that to his oh, TalkSport colleague. Yeah, because he works for TalkSport and he's also hard. <laughs> so we can't. Well, there we go. Uh, that's the third v fourth playoff. Um, we'll talk more about that when it's done. And when hopefully Morocco have got their bronze medal. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. When we come back, though, we're going to chat a bit about um, Gianni Infantino's press conference. Do stick with us because there's lots to talk talk about with that. And also Portugal's search for a new coach as well. Plus Jack's Encyclopedia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. In football, you've worked with and alongside some of the biggest names in the game, some of the biggest coaches you've come up against as well. Who's been your biggest influence in your coaching career? I think myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose. Yeah. Love a bit of Jose. Um, welcome back, guys, to the Football Ramble with Luke, Jim and myself, Jules. Um, we are going to talk about Mourinho in a bit, but let's start with Gianni Infantino because he did a press conference earlier on today and he was his usual self. There are a few notable things that uh, he mentioned. First of all, he said this World Cup has been the best ever and praised the legacy of the tournament. Of course he did. Uh, asked about the deaths of migrant workers. He said, when we speak about figures, we have to be very precise in order not to create impressions of something that is something else. Doesn't make any sense. No, no, no nothing. Um, elsewhere, he discussed plans for future FIFA and Endeavours. Now, that includes the format of the 2026 World Cup. We've spoken about that before. Um, 48 teams is to be reconsidered. They're going to look at, again, whether to have 16 groups of three teams or 12 groups of four. Um, what's your thoughts on, on that part of things, Luke, um, the, first of all? The way they had it lined up, potentially with 16 groups of three, and the explainer I read and then heard about a bit on the radio, this is a while ago, so bear with me, it sounded impossibly complicated. Mm. There was talking like you have to do a playoff game before you even worked out who progressed penalties. from the group. Yeah. yeah, penalties before a game yeah. or some weird shit like that. This one will be 12, it will more likely be, I think, 12 groups of four and it will be, say, like it was when it was a 2014 World Cup and indeed like the Euros is now, but double the size. So yeah. you'll get some third place teams who will go through yeah. and there'll be an extra round. So the second round then I guess will effectively be 32 teams and move through that way. For me, as I said a week or two ago, there's no need to um, to, to increase the size of it. And the only reason they're doing it is to make more money. Um, you could rebalance it because they're hiding behind the idea of saying, well, it's really European and South America centric, et cetera, et cetera, which is a legacy issue of the World Cup. Mm. And I get that. But there are other ways to solve it than just to to increase the size of it. And I don't agree with doing it. I think it's pointless. Yeah, I agree. And, and if there were groups of three, you lose what we saw in this World Cup, which were, in my opinion, the best games. Yeah. Those final games in the group stages when you have groups of four are so exciting. It's yeah. where you get the most jeopardy in the matches. You know, if, for, if we use that example, we, we touched on it earlier with, I thought Germany finished bottom in the end, but they actually finished third in their mm. group. That at one point they were top, group, the one top they were bottom. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was at that match and and honestly seeing the, the group change on the screen and it kept changing here and there because you were trying to keep up to date with what was happening in the other game. Those are the matches that are so exciting and especially for some of the smaller nations when, you know, a team like... Japan end up finishing top of their group. It's amazing. Yeah. Like that's what you want to see. So for me, I I don't like the the idea of having groups of three. Um, I think that if they are, they won't gonna, do that. If they are going to expand it and make it the the forty eight teams that they're proposing, and that they're sticking with that, then I agree with you. It has to be in that other and, format. And the other thing that's worth pointing out, I think, is that I think I'm right in saying that if you were to do the forty eight teams and twelve groups of four, you then need to do it 
in a country that's got more than one time zone, mm-hmm. or you need to do it in more than one time zone, more than one yeah. country, because there's no room for the games. There's yeah. not there's not enough hours in the day. Or maybe they'll play some games concurrently as they do yeah. at the end. If, mm-hmm. if I mean, presumably, if they but, but, the, but that negates the point of them doing it, Jim, because they can't monetize the the advertising revenue and the sponsorship and stuff if the games run at the same time. They need to space them out to get the viewing mm. figures to get the money. Mm. So it's it's a real conundrum for them. They're essentially ruling out a small nation running. Uh, hosting a World Cup. Which they've basically just been banging on about how good it's been seeing a small nation yeah, host exactly. a World Cup. I think we all thought that Seth Blatter was going to be a tough act to follow. Fact, <laughs> he's stepped up, hasn't he? Uh, this has been a defining kind of tournament for him. Because oh, big time. he's behaving like a king, like a yeah. mad king, yeah. which is how they all go eventually at yeah. FIFA. And he, he is a absolutely top tier dickhead. <laughs> yeah, it's how they all go in here, Jim. Sooner or later they become mad kings. Look at Marcus. Well, what about his next maniac idea then, Jim, which um, you can touch on for us. The Club World Cup is going to be relaunched in the summer of 2025 and it's going to be completely different to how we see it now. It's going to feature 32 teams and run every four years. So essentially, it's almost like another World Cup but for clubs rather than countries. At the moment, the way we see the Club World Cup in its format at the moment, it's played mid-season and it features the seven winners of the different confederation tournaments, including the winners of the Champions League. At different stages as well. Stages. So they enter at different times. So for fans of the Premier League, you'll remember that last season... Chelsea were in this and they played from the semi-finals into the final and then they won that match. Uh, They won those two matches. So they won that tournament. This is going to be completely different because it's going to be played in the summer and it will almost feel like a completely new tournament. Your thoughts? Yeah, so it's going to be like a World Cup, isn't it, essentially? I think, you know, FIFA basically want their own Champions League. Um, and that's kind of what they're doing here with this. It's easy to be cynical about it because players just aren't going to get summers off ever soon. Like it won't it's mad, be, isn't it? We, yeah, were, it? we were thinking about this, weren't we? So next summer we've got the Women's World Cup. The following year we've got the Men's Euros. The year after that would be, the would be this Cup. new Club World Cup, and then the following year would be the traditional World Cup in America, Canada, and Mexico. I mean, where where is there a break? Well, I think it it looks like the plan is that. Sooner or later, there just won't be a break. Maybe squads will get bigger. I don't know. But I think it's very easy to be cynical about this. But it's an, an interesting proposition because it's it's going to happen now. We know that. So I suppose we'll watch it. It will be elite teams playing football. It will be good and we'll, we'll enjoy it. That's just how these things always go, isn't it? It's how they get you. Because <laughs> uh, the thing you like is good. Um, but actually, football is a really global sport, right? So from a practical sense, if you were building that up from the ground now, this tournament does make a hell of a lot of sense. And... What I'm trying to think about with it is that we've been speaking a lot over this month about the World Cup and about the changes to the World Cup and how it is so repetitive that it is so Eurocentric. And I say Eurocentric because though Argentina are in the final uh, on Sunday, a South American team hasn't won since 2002. So if, even, even with those two powerhouses, one of them is starting to pull away. So it would be really good for football if there were quite serious contenders from different continents and I don't know if a club tournament once every four years is actually going to have much of a meaningful impact on that but if it is a step towards that then maybe some sort of positives will come out of it I don't know I think that is a that is a thing that football needs it it, it needs to break that dominance of those two continents I think but well, the, um, the example you were given earlier was the Jap- Japanese example right yeah. they're trying to invest in their own football and try and get a World Cup winner by 2050 it is yeah so so, so the clubs the, the clubs in Japan potentially playing against European teams and test themselves in the competitive environment bringing players through would be beneficial 
for that, right? Absolutely. In in theory, it would, but then it, it depends how many clubs it is, right? Because well, the, the issue I think is that, um, and the devil, as ever with these kind of things, are in the detail. And you guys have identified the issues pretty well, and and I totally agree with them. And it is around the volume of football being played and what's been expected yeah, of the, the players, and the players constantly getting caught up in this rivalry between two organisations, which are FIFA and UEFA. Mm. And the the, the the detail I found interesting in what Infantino said was that he said teams are going to be invited, not qualified, yeah, right? Because I guess me. they can't make them qualify because it would be, again, too yeah. much football and they wouldn't know where to get the 32 teams from. So if, if the media officer from um, Fratton Park's listening, look out for the post because uh, <laughs> keep your eye on the post because I'm sure Pompey will get their, uh, their invite. But, but, sure they will. But, but joking aside, the invitation means that it's completely open to any kind of influence, mm. which then automatically screams, well, a FIFA now doing their own version of the European Super League, which yeah. basically they are, yeah. but it's a world version. And then you come at, you see instantly the reaction from UEFA. They're instantly against it, right? Straight away, as you'd expect. But the key sentence I read in the reporting of it was the top clubs will be persuaded to do it anyway mm. if the money is right and FIFA yeah. are rumoured to be offering £150 million of prize money. Yeah. So the clubs are going to see which side their bread's buttered on because that's the way these things always go, yeah. particularly with these new big billionaire owners. And it could seismically change how we see football being played. Yeah. And also, um, if, if you are a club that doesn't have a billionaire, like sort of, that isn't like backed by one of the, the big states, essentially, it would be reckless to not enter it. What did David Dean say? David Dean said... In the, in the years he's been involved in football, it started out being local businessmen who were passionate about their club. Then it became millionaires. Hmm. Then it became billionaires. And now it's becoming states. Mm. And that's, the, that's how the club ownership model works. I, I totally understand the idea that you're making, the point you're making to him about the competitiveness of the game and making it much more global. I want to make it clear I'm being very generous but you with are, that but, assessment. But, but, but what I'm saying is, that's fine, but you can't just keep layering and pu- mm. piling stuff mm. on top because there's no it's there's good. no break. Where, where does it end? Yeah, Subs league where exactly. they play at half time. <laughs> like yeah. It is good to, to hear both sides of the argument though because that's what we're here to do. We're here to discuss these things on, on both sides of it. And I, I'm intrigued to know how the clubs would view this as well in terms of priority because... Um, Jürgen at- Klopp exploded yet? <laughs> Jürgen Klopp yeah. will explode. <laughs> also, like, is it... Will it become more prestigious than winning the Champions League? I well, mean, that's the, idea the question, of, isn't it? Yeah. Because what do you want to be? The best club in Europe and win the Champions League or the best club but in I the think... world and win the Club World Cup? Because right now, let's be real, no one gives a shit about the Club World Cup. No. It's played in March, I think. Well, in South um, America, they care about it. Do they it. care? I think so. Do they? The reality of it, at least in the first instance, because of the imbalance that you guys have identified, which I agree with as well, is that you get to the Club World Cup and you play it in this format. Well, who are the last four teams going to be? Mm. They're going to be, it's going to be Chelsea, yeah. you know, Man City, PSG Madrid, and Barcelona. Yeah, it's, 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 and they've they gone deep in the Champions League as well. It's, exactly. it's just, it's really... I, I, I Same think, shit, different flavour. I think yeah. the, the only kind of, I expect squads will basically become bigger and it will become almost like, not quite like baseball because they have huge, huge squads, don't they? But essentially, if, if, there are more, if there are more games, you're going to need to have more spaces in your squad and that just, again, it, benefits the bigger teams and that imbalance just kind of shifts yeah, a little bit. It, it also, this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the changing of the format of the Champions League and the timing of that could obviously impact this as well because then you, I don't know, long term, who knows whether this maybe affects who gets into the Champions League and how many teams are in that in terms of top four in the Premier League? Will it become the top three that play in the Champions League eventually and and not the top four? And therefore, will the fourth place team then take the Club World Cup more seriously than the teams yeah. that play in the Champions League? It is a little bit of a mess, but um, I think the, the, the biggest difference between this and maybe the European Super League, if we're, we're going to kind of put them up against each other in terms of an argument, is this this wouldn't necessarily affect the domestic leagues like a European Super League 
would. Well, it, would it would if you get players who don't get a break throughout the entire summer. Yeah, that's three a big years problem. In a row. I think it's a massive problem for the players, but that's been a problem for so long now. Yeah. Who, who is it affects the transfer market as well? Who was who it who realistically stopped the European Super League happening? It was fans, wasn't it? And the players. Mm. The players instantly came out and said no. So they, they could be the ones that stop this as well. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the main question with this really is if players are never going to have a summer off, boys, mm-hmm. where does that leave Lineker's bar in Ibiza? That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Lineker is a real victim here. Yeah. As he always is. As he always is. Um, That's a very good point. I'm sure Jack Grealish will still find time to put a little <laughs> Gucci shoulder bag over his there. Over his shoulder and, uh, and head down to uh, head down to the uh, Ocean Club Ibiza, oh. which you've probably been to, by the way. I went on a Hindu. There we go. About ten, ten years ago. Yeah. Did you meet Wayne? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Thankfully, right. you, you know there's a story there. Yeah, you? Know, you can hear this, this some sort <laughs> there's, of story. There's yeah. not. I didn't, I didn't meet him. Maybe maybe the and my also, friends did. If we have a so- <laughs> oh my god, ten years ago as well. So you'd have only been thirty three then. <laughs> Uh, so and, and Wayne Link is quite old I genuinely haven't met him okay fine um, if there is a subs league at half time mm. would that mean no Jess Reeves <laughs> because <laughs> I'll tell you what let me, all I'm saying is let me sleep on it as an idea uh, <laughs> right let's get to uh, some Jose Mourinho stuff uh, we love a Jose story and he's been linked now with the Portugal job because Fernando Santos is no longer the head coach he's the latest of the international managers after uh, this World Cup to leave his job I mean he won Euro 2016 and the Nations League in 2019 with Portugal um, but he's gone the rumours are that he fell out with Cristiano Ronaldo after he was dropped for the Switzerland game uh, all sorts of stuff going on with this But mainly what we want to talk about is Jose Mourinho being linked to this job now because they're saying that it could be a job share. So he wouldn't actually leave Roma to take the international role. He would actually do both side by side, Jim. Does the man have time for this? I can't see that ever happening. And his Instagram page. While it's possible. (laughs) Yeah, his Instagram page would explode. So much more content. It'd be be an absolute boon for that. His Instagram page is the best thing about him. It's it's the best thing about 2022 Jose Mourinho's Instagram page. Without question. It's really, really great. Um, I mean, let's entertain the idea of the job share. I mean, it feels to me more like something he would end his career on, Jose. Yeah. The job share? Uh, no, the, oh. the Portugal job. <laughs> Just um, that, yeah, on its own. And it will come up again in the future, and they'll always have him, Like, however much he sort of circles the drain of his own ego. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I kind of want to see this happen because... Apparently, Ronaldo doesn't want to retire from Portugal. He he intends to play at the next Not Euros. Up to him, though, is it? No, but this is the thing. But I can't tell with Jose whether he will lay down the law or whether because he likes Ronaldo because he managed him before and he, he probably likes having those big kind of you know characters that he can call on. He loved Zlatan, didn't he? Whereas a he'd, lot of he'd start him in every game. Of him. At, left, yeah, at, left, at left back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see where it would go. Is what I'm saying, and I, I'm well, intrigued to see that clash. I'd like to see it. The job share is interesting because Jose Mourinho is one of the only coaches where if he is at Roma and at Portugal they will be fighting over who hasn't got him that week yeah. <laughs> rather than the other way around <laughs> you thinking about coming back nah don't, no, worry, don't worry about, about it, it. Yeah. Moon though on Twitter has a different approach um, Moon asked us which current manager is the best match for a national team to win a future World Cup and why is it Jose Mourinho and Uruguay it certainly it is was so what a great I don't think he'd win nah. I think there'd be a very very 
needle-heavy third-place playoff involved, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I, after an, an absolute violent implosion in the semi-final. Exactly. Three but, red cards minimum. Yeah, Mourinho. Including Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. poking eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the last thing those Uruguayan players need is someone to encourage them to be worse. Mm. And Mourinho, like, can you imagine if Mourinho was managing Uruguay when Suarez did that handball against Ghana? He'd be down the touchline, yeah. like celebrating, <laughs> swinging his coat around. It would be incredible. It would be incredible. It's a great shout by Moon. What well on Moon. Yeah, what well on Moon. Uh, we actually had some other Twitter questions. Uh, you guys um, sent in loads of good stuff. So thanks for this. Uh, Tariq Amir says, if the Ramble crew were in a penalty shootout, who would be the goalkeeper? And what's the order of the first five penalty takers? Um, another one of the Ramble listeners responded. Joe said, I reckon Pete's in goal. I'm not sure yeah, I agree with Pete. But Pete McCall. would always volunteer to go in goal. Yeah. He always does that. I don't know why. I suppose he'd be, do all of the putty-offy stuff. It's the only, indi- it's the only individual bef- position really in football. And he's yeah. a big individualist, Pete. True. So. Uh, Joe thinks Marcus would go up first. He'd lead the way, take the first penalty. Luke to smash it home Maguire style. Jim, then Kate and Andy, because you need that cool head to finish it off. Uh, Jules, only if it goes to sudden death. And Vish is only taking one if there's no other choice. <laughs> Did you I, write this? No, I think this is sizest because he's, he's picked the two small people. Yeah. At That's the true. end, that but aren't allowed to take a penalty. Basically, if we, if we were in a team and there was a penalty shootout, I can definitely see you, Jules, just basically taking Vicious boots off his feet. <laughs> no, tying the laces together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably volunteer to go in goal as well. Actually, yeah, I'd back myself. Would you? Would you? I'd back myself well, in goal more than I would to take a penalty. The Ramble back in the day played a five-a-side tournament, Football Three Six Five, organised five-a-side tournament. Jim was in goal. And we won the whole thing, didn't we? We did. Yeah. I think so. it's a bit of a cop-out choosing to go in goal, Jim. You know why? Because as a goalkeeper, you never ex- you're not really expected to say. No, I, what, what I'm saying is I think I'm a better goalkeeper than I am an outfield player. So it's a better, better use of my skill set. Uh, I haven't seen Pete play enough. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, Aidan Perhax says, uh, what will the ramble think when Frank Lampard eventually takes over for Gareth Southgate? Oh, <laughs> that, the, that, the worst thing about that for me personally would be having to sit there and listen to Marcus try and convince me about why he could do quite a good job. That that because that would that would happen, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. That would happen. He would be saying to me, "Listen, this happened. That happened. You have got to give him a chance." And it would go on for ages. And then eventually, he would flip and go, "Okay, yeah, yeah, he's been crap," which he would be. Well, Southgate didn't have an amazing record at, at club record, you know. No, he didn't. So. It's true. You're doing it already. And uh-huh. um, the reason Frank Lampard gets away with a lot is because because Tim Sherwood exists. <laughs> Give it to Lamps. <laughs> um, we also had this one from Matt who said, can you please play Jackson's Cyclopedia? He said, I missed that one. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, Jack. He does not know what that means. Right? Oh, so it's me against Jules because Jules insulted me about 15 times last time we were on together and the production <laughs> staff think it's funny to put us up against each other. Yes. Is that well, basically what's happening? Some sort of tea-based yeah. um, row that you've so been having all week that carried on into the studio before we be got fair, in. Your tea looks marginally better today, but still far too pale. I got, as generous um, as marginally. Yeah, I got, um, I got a load of notifications on my phone after that... Um, after that altercation, I thought, oh, yeah. what's happening there? I can't what have I said that's what have I embarrassed myself with now? It was all just people saying that I was in a total embarrassment because you put a photo of my cup of tea, which by the way, she photoshopped. I didn't photoshop it. <laughs> I swear on my life I didn't. It was that was as pure a photo as you could see. Yeah. And you know it. I don't so remember don't my tea. I don't remember my tea having 
uh, the score in <laughs> yeah, the middle well, of the tea. Well, obviously, I photoshopped that bit. Oh, I didn't really photoshop go. the colour of the tea. There we go. So, quick explainer. I'll give you all a category, and all you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. Very, very simple. You'll keep going around giving answers, and if you can no longer give a correct answer, you're out. If I think you're taking too long, I'll play my countdown clip, and you'll have until the end of Gary Neville's orgasm to give me a correct answer. There can be no repetition of a previous answer, of course, and the last person standing then gets the point. We'll do three rounds. One of you should win each round, so no need for a bonus yeah. tiebreaker. I'm rubbish at games. I think if I lose to the, to Jules here, that's probably going to ruin my Christmas. The stakes are pretty high. <laughs> very, very high. Are we ready? Yeah, just yeah. about. Okay, so round one. Who's going first? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, Jules is going to go first because okay. you've been so mean. Exactly. So, it's horrible to me. Uh-huh. Round one is players... Oh, do you mean who... I've been mean? <laughs> no, he's, he's been mean. Thanks, Jim. Players who have scored more than one goal at the 2022 World Cup and there are 25 players. Get your, get your iPad down. What do you mean, get it down? I'm stopping you from seeing my answers. Okay. Okay, uh, Gonzalo Ramos. Correct. Good first answer. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, why? Hatchick, of course. Of course. Um, I'll go with Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford is correct. I'm going to go for Kylian Mbappe. Obviously correct. Uh, um, Ivan Perisic. Oh, he only got one. He's not there. What? He only got one. Okay. Stinker. So I, do I need to get one? No, because right you now? went first, so you okay. got the point. Yeah, you get yes. the point. Well done, Jules. So do, do we want to hear them all? Do we want to hear all the players? Uh, just I, give us, just I give also us a had Alvarez and Giroud. Um, Alvarez and Giroud are both on there. Yes, uh, there's Alvaro Morata, Andre Kramaric, Bruno Fernandez, Bakayo Saka, Cody Gakpo, Enna Valencia, Harry Kane. Load. There were loads. Yeah. There were loads. Yeah, I, could, um, I had quite a few, but I just thought I'd risk an early you've one. You've gone early yeah. on a risky yeah. one there. Big Vinny, Abubakar, and Wout Veghorst in there as well. Yeah, cool. um, yeah who could forget Veghorst two against Argentina? Amazing. Me apparently. Yeah, apparently well, you. Yes. Yeah. So round two is men that have played in four World Cups this millennium, and that is twenty eight players. So. Um, Jules, are you going first no, again? No, it's me. It's it's me. You. Okay, it's you going first. Men that have it? played at... Four World Cups in this millennium. So okay. since 2000. Okay. Okay, I'll go Cristiano Ronaldo. That is... You can ding that one, Jim. Yeah, I can ding that one, can't <laughs> I? Just want to make sure I'm, you know... Messi. Obviously. Uh, Miroslav Closer. Is correct. Luka Modric. Oh, actually, have I gone early? I don't know if it's right. Is correct. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So there's a lot to get through on the list here. That's so nice. I'm doing Let's the go. Tarrant thing. Um, I'll go with Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller is bang right. This is where I start to panic. Um, uh, uh, loads left. There's loads, isn't there? And my mind has gone completely blank. I'm going to need an answer quickly, Jules. Utterly blank. Um, oh, my God. I've literally lost my brain. Um, Varane? <laughs> Why have I just said that? F- full name, please. Oh, I don't know his last name. <laughs> Manchester United's Varane. I knew that wrong. was wrong. Why did Bang I Bang wrong. That? I just um, I panicked. Why couldn't I think of anyone? Hugo Lloris? Oh, I should have gone for Hugo. I've already, I've already won the point. But can I go Hugo Lloris? You yeah. get a little bonus uh, one. Pepe? Pepe, Pepe was the Pepe, one I had? Pepe uh, Must be. is indeed in there. Yeah, so. Do you want them all? There were loads more. Why? So 
They are my brain. Andres Guardado, Andres Iniesta, Angel Di Maria, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Demarcus Beasley, Diego Godin, Edison Cavani, Luka Modric, Manuel Neuer, Martin Casares, Miroslav Klose, Pepe, Rafa Marquez, Sergio Busquets, Gianluigi Buffon, Hector Moreno, Hugo Lloris, Ika Casillas, Javier Mascherano, Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, Sergio Ramos, Thomas Muller, Tim Cahill, Valon Barami, Xavi, Jadon Shakiri, and Yuto Nagatomo. So loads Shakiri. there. Some great names. I can't in believe there. you haven't got Nagatomo, the pair of you. <laughs> so is this the final one? It's the, the final final round, and oh. it's it's uh, this winner takes all in this. So it's round three, and it is main shirt sponsors of either Brighton or Portsmouth oh, since nineteen ninety. Nice. Great, eighteen oh, answers. I, I literally, this is going to be awful. <laughs> so um, they had to sponsor any of the kits for a season, so no. excluding any one-offs. Uh, and this is taken from the Football Kit Archive website. So thank you to them. This is great. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done for. I don't know things like this. This, okay. is, this, this is like where my knowledge is completely gone. I, I don't know anything. Just so you know, I've got seven already. <laughs> well, well, I'm fucked then. So I you might are, as well just give them the point. You are up first, Jules. Um, American Express. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'll go for just because I'm trying to get the most comedy one. You're such a. I'll dick. go uh, Bishop's Printers. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. It's, it's correct. There. Bishop's Printers. Jules, what you got? Donatello's. Donatello, you are correct. There you go. All right. What about uh, let's have um, KJC <laughs> mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Luke. I might even be able to do the year on some of these, but I won't bore you with that. Oh, don't be a dick. What we got, Jules? Um, One of our most famous ones is Skint. Correct. Good one. Fatboy Slim's label, is that correct? You're not too bad. No, but I don't know any others. But you probably know Brighton ones and Portsmouth ones. I don't know any Portsmouth ones. Um, I'll go for TY. What's that? That was a soft toy company. Soft toy company. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was uh, the the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. They sponsored Portsmouth, yeah. Um, I'm really running dry now, but I I think when we got promoted, we might brightonandhovejobs.com. That's a great shout, and it's a correct shout. <laughs> That's good. Okay. This is, you're doing well here, I, both of you. I'm stuck okay. now. There's one more that I know, but I can't. Um, I can't University think of Portsmouth. Good. Correct. That's the current sponsor, so that's pretty easy. This one is really. Famous and but I'm um, but but it's ridiculous that I can't really remember it, but I can sort of remember. It. I feel like it's like um knobby or <laughs> like knob knob knob. I'm I'm can just gonna give, give you that. Yes. Let's give it if Nobbo. Nobbo. Yes. I assume it's Nobbo. And you know why I remember that? Because I'm pretty sure Dean Saunders played for Brighton at the time, and there's a famous photo where his actual knob is out. <laughs> Wearing the kit. Nice. And All this right. is where I'm really. So I know I had start seven. I have got seven, but I'm starting to run out. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, Goodman's. Correct. Um, I'm gonna make them up now. Um, let me think of some other local businesses. Um, <laughs> oh, um, Overline. Overline, she says. I don't think they're a shirt sponsor. And you'd be correct. So, Luke, you now have to. You've got to. You've got to put it home. You, yeah. you had seven in the bag. It looks like you're going to need them. So, I mean, what you got? What can, my, I do, what can I do to put him off? This here? is my seventh. What can I do to? I put know him it's off? right. This is, There's this nothing is, you can do. I'm being that Australian goalkeeper right <laughs> yeah. now. Taking up his time as off. well because I'm going to need an answer soon, Luke. Okay. Okay. I. Okay. Okay. I. I don't even think that's printing real thing. solutions. Mm. Oh no, Luke Moore wins. Come on. 
the king breach. I'm going to treat myself to a lovely cup of tea after this. <laughs> as much milk as I want. Tell you what, I'll make it for you. Thank you very much. There you go. What, 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 what were some of the other answers, Jim? Some of the other get? answers that you didn't have were ITS, job site. I remember that one. Job site's Portsmouth, job definitely. Site. Yeah. There was Palookaville, which was a specific Fatboy Slim album in 2004. So I that, that would have been. Brighton, wouldn't it? Mm. Sand text could have been either of you, to be fair. That's Brighton, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Pompey Centre yeah. would have been Portsmouth. Uh, TSB Bank and The News. The News was, I had a, I had a news shirt. If I had lost it? and not got the news, I'd have been really annoyed because I, I had that shirt. I actually got quite a few of them. You did then. well, yeah. You did well. Fuck. Not quite well enough, but well. <laughs> a little bit like whoever finishes fourth in the third versus fourth playoff. Exactly. They Very did nice. well, but. What, so I get $25 million, well do I? <laughs> oh, that was fun, Jim. Good it was. Job. Thanks, Good Jim. Job. Thanks. Um, we're going to be back on Sunday morning with a review of the third, fourth playoff. We'll also look ahead to the bloody World Cup final. Exciting. Oh, who's going to win it? Argentina, France. Chance for Lionel Messi to cement the legacy. Said yeah. it since the start. I'm sticking with it now. I really want that to happen as well. I would really like that to happen too. Um, thanks for listening, guys, to the Football Ramble, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll see you on Sunday. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.